Okay, a good Nerem Shabbos to everyone. We are continuing the Sefer by Yam Darkecha regarding uh, Shabbos. We're on page Reish Pei Dalid. We're talking about the preparations for Shabbos. We have two more of the five preparations. Again, to recap the other three, so then we can skip the re- recap at the end. The ways to prepare, number one, we said to do things in honor of Shabbos, physical things to do, setting the table, cooking food, etc., etc. Number two, to daven, to merit to the light of Shabbos. Number three, to think and to feel about the light of Shabbos and to have it penetrate into our weekdays and especially the way the Arizal had set this forth as we learned earlier in the first gate regarding uh, speaking to Hashem and things like that. So now we get, I'm sorry, there's a a couple more. uh, And we also discussed learning Torah. Learning Torah is also a preparation for Shabbos, especially to be engaged in the Torah that relates to Shabbos and specifically the study of Torah on the Hasidic level regarding Shabbos. That's why you'll notice all the great Rebbes, if you learn their Svarim, whatever the piece of Torah they're on, they're always connected to Shabbos, no matter what it was. It says, okay, and therefore we can learn about Shabbos this point. So really that's a, that's an important thing when you're learning the Parsha. Um, every aspect of the Parsha should connect to Shabbos because Shabbos is the light of Hashem that is the source of everything. So you've got to have a way to always connect it to Shabbos. So that way when you're learning and you say, okay, now that we learned this, what's the message for Shabbos? That itself is a great preparation for Shabbos. Okay, now we have the last two. Uh, we're on page Reish Pei Dalid, section Ches. He says another additional uh, fundamental idea to merit the Kedusha Shabbos is Lehiskadesh, to make yourself holy. And there's no greater preparation than that because a person who prepares himself to be clean and worthy that the Shekhinah should rest upon him. For even though the main thing we know in life is Asetov, to do good, that's the main thing, to be anxiously awaiting and preparing for Shabbos in a positive way and to bring in the light of Shabbos into the week. Still and all, you also need the Sur Meirah, stay away from evil aspect. Sur Meirah is a person who has to sanctify himself, separate himself from the klipos, from the lusts, because to the degree that a person is has things concealed by the klipos, God forbid, his soul is not able to feel the spiritual light. Therefore, the Torah has a specific mitzvah of kedoshim to you. You shall be holy. Which means to separate yourself from this tremendous attachment to tithes of the world. Because if a person sanctifies himself, he is able to be uh, illuminated in the light of life and his soul will succeed to feel the true pleasure of the light of Hashem. And to the degree that one separates from Tumah and Gashmias, to that degree he will succeed in spirituality. Because there's no way for a person to achieve a true level of spirituality without purifying himself and leaving the evil. And that's everyone according to their level, 
depending on what his level of spirituality is at and what he wants to achieve, he has to become cleaner. He has to become more removed from physicality and certainly Averos. And this is a fundamental aspect of service of Hashem. That if you only if a person closes himself off from the lusts of this world, according to his level that he can overcome and sanctify himself, to that degree he will marry to become worthy to receive the spiritual light. And therefore, Lemaisa, in practice, in order to achieve the light of Shabbos and the truth of the unity of Hashem, a person needs, according to his level, to separate a little bit every week from the tithes of the world to sanctify himself a little bit more, to strengthen himself in that area, because you cannot achieve anything without this effort and overcoming certain desires and passions. And if you make your strength below over here, you merit that above, Hashem will sanctify you. But without effort, you're not going to get it. No pain, no gain. You have to make, you have to toil and to stand up to the tests and to be stubborn and to sanctify yourself and to work hard in that. To the degree a person closes himself off from the world, to that degree he will merit the true light. And the more he is Moser Nefesh, he sacrifices for the Kedusha of the Bris, the sanctity of the covenant, which refers to not just morality, but how we speak and what we look at and everything like that, to that degree he will merit to feel the holiness of Shabbos. And that Hashem demands Mesiras Nefesh, self-sacrifice, not just to not break the laws of the Torah a little bit, but to be machmer, which is possible with even that which is permitted, each one according to their level. So this is a hard thing because the world is giving us more and more pleasures. It's hard to refrain from the pleasures. We become addicted to these pleasures, even though it's legal in Canadian law to be addicted to food and things like that. Although soon you'll see they're going to make even that not allowed. They're trying to ban um, all kinds of things we like to eat. But, uh, you know, it's interesting that really, you know, again, when we when we discuss the Holocaust and we discuss the Nuremberg Laws in the 1930s, the Jews felt so offended and so hurt and so threatened that they made these terrible laws violating their human rights that Jews could not go to secular universities. Jews could not marry Goyim. This was terrible. <laughs> but that's exactly what Hashem wanted. So now you've got, you know, some of these uh, green people who, uh, they, you know, they don't want us to have certain foods. But, you know, shouldn't have uh, soda, you know, sugared drinks and things like that. In New York, I think they were trying to do that. The mayor was trying to make them small or whatever. All these things that, um, for whatever reason... But the truth is, Hashem wants us to have less of that. So it's just uh, be a sign from Hashem. As long as they let you have the basic food, that's fine. But all these other things, really, we have to try a little bit, a little bit every week to improve on that. In footnote Reishe, the author says, If God forbid a person falls and has failed in this area of, of staying away from evil, he shouldn't be broken from it, but do tshuva with a full heart, 
with regret, confession, and a commitment for the future and return to Hashem in truth to say, from now on, I'll be trustworthy from a recognition knowing that the only good is Hashem in this world. And after tshuva, you have to rely very much on Hashem's mercy with the secret of the light of unity, which is complete mercy with, without end. Just like Hashem is without end giving us life and energy, He has mercy without end. And we have to believe that after I did tshuva, everything's turned to good. And Hashem will certainly fix things up for us with the great power of tshuva that we're doing and Hashem's great mercy. And as we know, the Gemara and Yuma says, even the intentional sins become merits through the power of true tshuva will return to cling to Hashem with a recognition of His true unity. Okay, test is the final aspect and that leads us right into tshuva. Okay, part of living this to be a clean utensil, very important thing, is tshuva. Because the soul by nature wants only Hashem and only wants to think about Hashem because he's the source of its existence and he's the true unity. But our Averos conceal this truth and therefore, to the degree that the Averos gets stronger, so our soul gets more covered up and we don't succeed to engage in spiritual activities. Because Averos defined our the opposite of the revelation of Hashem. When you do an Avera, what are you really saying, even though you don't think you're saying it, but you are? You're saying, God forbid, there are other things in this world outside from Hashem. And if a person is seduced to follow them, God forbid, then they have the power to conceal from his eyes and his heart to not see and feel the truth of God. Very important idea. You have to remember, every time we do an Avera, we are denying the fact of the unity of Hashem. If Hashem is everything, and Hashem tells us, don't do this, why are we doing this? For a pleasure? That's outside of Hashem. So, to the degree that a person merits to have his sins forgiven, and to leave the falseness of the klipos, and to reveal the truth that there's nothing outside of Hashem, and there's nothing better and no pleasure than the light of Hashem, he nullifies all the, the concealments and the klipos, and he reveals that they are false. And once you reveal them that they're false, they fall and they become nullified, and then the person succeeds more and more to see and to feel the truth and to live it. And therefore, very important to do tshuva before Shabbos, to do a simple tshuva, to ask from Hashem forgiveness on the fact that we went after false things, to regret this, to accept upon ourselves to be next to Hashem and not to do things that are cast in falseness. Hashem wants our tshuva and will receive it with love and desire. And the best time for that is right before you go to the mikvah or even as you're going to the mikvah. Because as we said, the first immersion in the mikvah is to, so to speak, remove the spiritually unholy clothes of the weekday from our souls. Okay. We did the Sikum already, so now we can go to Parag Gimel, third chapter, which is Darche Kinyan Ho'or Shabbos, the ways to acquire the light of Shabbos. Okay, we've taken care of the preparations that are necessary. Now we have to discuss, okay, how do you acquire it on Shabbos? <coughs> it says in Sefer Mishle, Ner Mitzvah, a mitzvah is a candle. Vahatora or 
and the Torah is light. So what does that mean? The Torah is the source from where we can get the light from Hashem. That's what it is. It's the light comes from the Torah itself. That's what Hashem's whole desire is, is in the Torah. Since the light of Hashem comes into the world through the Torah, therefore all the light of Shabbos really is resting in the Torah. And that, so to speak, is what lights up the light of Shabbos. As the Talmud Yerushalmi says, that why did Hashem give us the Shabbos? Only so that we should engage in Torah. Hmm. That's what the Shabbos is there for. So therefore, in order to receive the light of Shabbos, you have to be engaged in Torah on Shabbos Kodesh. And certainly if a person feels some kind of darkness for himself on Shabbos, he has to arouse himself to gird his loins to learn with lips that are on fire and with consistency, and then he'll merit the light. So a very important thing is studying Torah. And that's why we, you know, have shiurim on Shabbos. Friday night, early Shabbos morning, especially in the winter, you have to find time to study. And, you know, again, it's a difficult thing. The Yitzhar makes us tired. But, you know, a long Friday means there's a lot of time to study. And, or you go to bed early and then get up very early and study. But to study with great diligence... Now, on the bottom footnote, Reish Vav asks the following question. If the mitzvahs are dependent on the Torah, in other words, the mitzvahs come out of the Torah, so why isn't it enough to just study the Torah? That's the light. What I got to bother doing anything? So the answer, the simple answer is, that when we do mitzvah actions, it has a unique aspect. And what is it? When you do the mitzvahs, we are now revealing godliness in the physical world. In other words, you're studying about tefillin. You're learning all about tefillin. And that's the light of Hashem. Good. But now, but how does that light penetrate into this physical world by me taking cowhide strapping it around my arm and my head putting the words of the Shema and other paragraphs into the boxes and now in this physical world I'm saying I am putting these tefillin on and saying what are you doing I'm bringing God into this world right now through this physical mitzvah that's the whole point the physical mitzvahs are critical again no Jew in the heart Mishigash. And that's the simple answer. But then he said, you look a little bit deeper, this question, the whole fundamental foundation of the question is based on a false premise. Because it's, let's say you ask the following question. What is more important, your feet or your mind? Uh, mind. <coughs> Certainly it's the mind. Because that's what activates the feet. And without the mind, you couldn't move. But if a person will ask, if that's the case, let me just have a brain. What do I need feet for? The answer is, although the brain is more important and it's the source of the activation of the feet, 
But still the feet can move you from place to place and do things that the brain can't do. I got this great idea. Got this great idea. I'm going to, uh, whatever, give tzedakah to poor people clandestinely before Shabbos. I've got a great idea, but I don't have any feet to do it. So what's the great idea going to help? Now, the author is saying, even though this is obvious, I'm belaboring the point because the author says, you know, we've heard this question in many different forms. And how would this question, even though it's not exactly this way, but you see it in different forms. Why? Because some people like to pit one mitzvah against another mitzvah and to say, well, which one is more important? And they want to do the thing that's the more important mitzvah on the at the at the expense of the quality of other things. And they don't realize that every mitzvah is a real is a spiritual concept. Each one has a unique light and a unique benefit, and that which are all necessary for our souls, and without it, our souls don't reach their goal. And therefore, everything in its time is what's most needed and most uh, important at its time. And you get to give all your efforts in that. As the Gemara in Shabbos says, the time for Torah is one time. The time for prayer is another time. We don't mix them. And therefore, we should not be seeing on Friday night during Kabbalah Shabbos, people having their Chumash open and going over the Parsha. That's not the time to go over the Parsha. Right? There's a time for everything. And therefore, and when you're doing it, that's the most important time. And everything depends on that. Where it's the most important mitzvah you can do is the one you're doing right now. That's why the famous Shaila that was presented, I believe, was to the Radvaz. If a person's in jail, and the government lets him go out one day of the year, which day should he go out? People think, well, maybe Yom Kippur. Maybe Rosh Hashanah, whatever. The answer is that day. Because that's the day, it's the most important day in your life. That's the mitzvah you can do. And therefore, you shouldn't think, oh, this is not such an important mitzvah. No, every mitzvah is bringing the light of Hashem in its unique way. And therefore, each one is important at its time. And that's why we have a concept, as that's what we're learning in the Gemara in Sukkah now, as we were learning about the sukkah, that if a person is involved in another important mitzvah that he must do, he's excused from the sukkah. Because if I'm already doing the will of Hashem, so what am I to start picking and choosing which will of Hashem is the better will of Hashem? Once I'm involved in a mitzvah, and this, and I'm the only one who can do it, then that's that. So I'm bringing the light in. I right, what about going into the sukkah? Well, listen. You know what? What you're doing now, if if it can only be done now on Sukkot, this is the mitzvah. And that's it. And therefore, that's why mitzvah observance is especially important all the time. And there's mitzvahs regarding Shabbos as well. But we got to be learning the Torah, which is the core for the mitzvahs. <laughs> okay. Now I move on to section Bays. We're at the end of page Reish, Pei, Zion. He says... 
He says, not only does the learning of Torah open up the light of Shabbos, but more, that after the light already comes, let's say the light of Shabbos comes, and a person even merits to feel a little bit of the light, you got to keep, you got to say, oh, man, I don't have to learn anymore. No, you got to hold on to the light. Easy come, easy, not easy come, hard come, easy go. And therefore, oh, I'm feeling the light. So keep learning. As long as you have merited that, to feel that light of Shabbos and the soul feels Hashem, be very careful that right away make an effort to combine the light of learning with, with that, with the light of the learning of Torah. And that's the truth with every mitzvah, whether it's the light of prayer, the light of Shabbos, and especially after your tefillos of Shabbos Kodesh, if you merited to feel some connection and beetle and close Hashem during davening, so what you do right after davening? Learn Torah. To safeguard what you have and to maintain it. So that makes it very interesting. Really, after davening is a time to study Torah. And everybody's saying, no, after davening is a time to eat. Okay, well, listen, we got to be fair. You know, if you're davening, you haven't had breakfast, and it's 11.15, you're a little bit hungry. Okay, so we eat, and then we hear the Dvar Torah, which is the learning of Torah. So that's what we're trying to do, but we should try to keep it as much as possible. And there are those who make a mistake, and they say, oh, I had a great davening, now I'm not going to learn. Then they feel their emptiness. It's like, it's like it leaves. And he doesn't know why did it happened. Why did I lose? And that's the, that's the fundamental point. According to the great light that you feel on Shabbos, you need more learning Torah. Because every light needs that there should be the light of Torah, which is the main, what do you call it, an ingredient that bonds, or like the main bonding agent in everything. Without it, you can't keep the kinyan of what you have. As it says in footnote Reish Zion, he says the power of Torah is the most powerful power in the world. And according to its way, it reveals Hashem. So every spiritual thing needs to be mixed in with Torah, with holiness and with cleaving. And the more you feel the divine light, so you need more guarding. And your mamish need this on Shabbos to learn after a mitzvah. Okay? Uh, you know, after any mitzvah you do, and you bring in some light, learning should be the next thing on the agenda. And that's what the Gemara says, that the Torah is the tavlin. It is the spice against the Yetzirah. So certainly the Torah is a spice to safeguard the light of a mitzvah. That the that the, the external thing shouldn't grab that light. So if it's so good for a person to accustom himself after learning and after doing a mitzvah to take a gemara or another safer and learn, any learning is good, more or less. But have a mind l'shem shemayim, learn inside of a safer properly according to your abilities, and don't be, make it a wondrous thing in your eyes to say that we're going. Uh, uh, why we're talking so much about this, he says it's not for naught, 
because this is a very important that we seem to forget. Learning is such a critical point. After you do a mitzvah, learn. So that's why after davening, Halacha says, when you finish davening, go and learn. To take that light you have and to really protect that light through the day. All right, let's move on to Gimel. Gimel is to increase our engagement of Torah and Shabbos. So therefore, anyone who really understands what's going on, that and the more you learn, the more you'll succeed in meriting the light and to hold on to the light. And if God forbid you limit it, at the end of the day, you're going to feel an emptiness and loss. Therefore, a person has to strengthen himself against the eight Sahara and of any weakness, tiredness. I just had a meal. I'm tired. I need to sleep. No, continue with the sweetness and the consistency in learning Torah with a dvekis of the infinite light because the holy Torah is the main revelation of Shen. Again, we're, we're talking about, we mentioned this many times. It's not I'm just studying facts. I'm learning Hashem's Torah. And that's what we're going to be saying in the Alanisim, starting on Sunday night. Part of Alanisim is we said the Greeks wanted Hashkicham as Torah Secha. They wanted us to forget your Torah, Hashem's Torah. What does that mean? They said, the Greeks said you can learn Torah. It's amazing. It's a very good intellectual thing. It's it's amazing. But why do you got to connect God with it? You want you want to learn the laws of Kibbutz of Aim? Excellent. But what does it have to do with God? What do mitzvahs have to do with God? And that's the whole point. They want us to forget your Torah, Hashem's Torah, and that's the part where you connect to Hashem. Every time we learn Torah, we have to say, okay, what is Hashem telling me now? And why is he telling me? And how, how am I going to get closer to Hashem with this? All these things. And therefore, it doesn't really matter what you learn. But just do it with hasmada, with diligence. You know, with, with either reading certain things or thinking about certain concepts. And especially if it's learning us with Shabbos, whether it's topics of Gemara and Shabbos, whether it's Halacha, whether it's Hasidus, all right? And that's what he says in footnote Reish Ches. And this is a big virtue to learn the topic of Shabbos on Shabbos. But you got to understand, sometimes a person is more interested in learning something else. Let's say you have a Dafyomi, and you really like learning Dafyomi. And now when you don't learn it on Shabbos, you fall behind, then you got to learn two pages, then it becomes stressful. Okay, you should learn what you like is also very important. And uh, and therefore, some people may say, I'll only learn a little bit about Torah regarding Shabbos, and the rest will be for what I like to learn. So that's okay, if, if that's what you like. But if you can, initially set up your schedule in a way that Shabbos is the day of more chasidus about Shabbos, and the rest of the week is other things. You know, you learn your quote of Gomorrah, you know, you maybe you want to review your Gemara on Shabbos, review all your learning up to Shabbos, a good thing. Because remember, when you review, it shows how important it is to you and how much you don't want to lose the light. Okay, next thing to do on Shabbos. One second. Uh, well, one, one last point. And if the 
uh, and if the light of Shabbos is intermingled with a lot of learning, then a person truly elevates to his Father in Heaven. Okay? Uh, now, interestingly, in footnote Reish Tess, he says, but the truth is, many times, there's less time to learn Torah on Shabbos because davening takes a long time, the meals take a long time. So he says, everybody has to steal some time for learning Torah properly. Okay? In other words, you can always find some time to learn. You don't have to have a four-hour Shabbos meal. Right? Or if part of the Shabbos meal is you're really sitting down and learning. But you always got to say, you know, and that was Ovadia Yosef was famous for that. He had a very quick Shabbos meal, a half an hour. And he would tell us what, Robinson, sorry, I'm, I don't want to be a big ignoramus, so I have to continue studying. Okay, he was on a big level, but that really should be that focus. So you're wondering, well, when am I supposed to sleep? Arab Shabbos. You know, and it's a long Friday night, but you don't have to sleep the whole Friday night. But it has to be a serious type of learning. May ha you may have a special learning you do for Shabbos. Yeah. What about learning alone versus learning with a Hadusa? Well, you know, I had a Rebbe who always said, he asked, who's your Chavrusa? And if the guy said, I learned by myself, he said, that's a bad Chavrusa. Yeah. It is best... To learn with a chavrus, because that keeps you focused. But if you don't have one, then you learn by yourself. You know, learning by yourself is better than nothing. But it, it's usually hard because the yitzhara has greater power when he's when you're by yourself. Do what you want, you. Yeah. Chavrusa, you have a commitment. If you have a chavrusa for an hour, it's got to be an hour. So let's say if, if you if you call Jay and say Jay, we should be learning Friday night. Okay, whatever. I'm yeah. just saying, whoever it is, it, it always is better. Okay, and the final thing we'll talk about today, we're almost running out of time, section Dal, is to speak with Hashem and think about it. Right? That's the time, if Shabbos time, that Hashem is being revealed. So we have to strengthen everything of our habits of, 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 of Dveikos, which is to speak with Hashem to speak your heart before him like a child before a father. Because speech open up, opens up, it's the gateway to enter into a relation with Hashem. Especially to speak, to ask, to supplicate. That Hashem should give us the merit to, to appreciate and feel the light of Shabbos. And also to think of holy thoughts, to think of Hashem, to feel it. To think of the holy names of Hashem, Yud Kevavke, and all the other mystical names of Hashem. And especially included in that is to engage in song, Zmiros. Okay? Even though the Shabbos itself is its own light, still we have to use the right tools that Hashem gave us to connect to that light and to arouse us to grab onto that light. And all means of connection, whether it's learning Torah, whether it's speaking with Hashem, whether it's engaged in holy thoughts, when they're done on Shabbos, they are always so much worth more. And that's how we have to understand. That's, it's, it, it is uh, the best uh, quality of whatever you're doing is the quality that comes on Shabbos. 
And then he continues in hey, he says, but a person should be happy with whatever Hashem gives you and to value even a little bit. Because remember, the HRS says he tries to throw us out. He tries to test us. A person is really trying to serve Hashem. And he's look, and you're looking for perfection. So when you don't succeed as much as you want to, the HR says, see, you're not able to do it. Don't make a mistake and look for perfection so quickly. Just receive the light, everyone according to the level. Be happy with what you have. Even though you have to always want to grow and yearn, I want to be bigger, I want to be bigger, I want to be bigger, get to higher levels, that's certainly true. But you got to be an action, a stubborn one against the Yetzirah to say, to say like this, he says you can't do it. You say, you know, if Hashem commanded us to do it, it must be possible. It has to be possible. And don't be broken when you fail. On the other hand, you have to be careful with not uh, that from getting too much light. Don't be in a situation where you're looking for complete perfection in one shot. You have to match the, the growth to the degree where you're at. And therefore, on the one hand, you want to grow more and more and more in understanding and in conduct and everything. But it should still, and with simcha, but we have to remember, don't try to bite off more than you can chew. Okay? Don't say, oh, it was a perfect Shabbos. That perfect job is going to take years. And that's what we have to be careful with. Okay. should all have a slocha and have an amazing Arab Shabbos and a Shabbos filled with light as we get ready for Hanukkah. Okay. Shkoyach. Okay. 423.